0: The Lord bless you all with courage and hope. Jesus wants me to tell you about the attack on Ezekiel's life the night before last. He asked me to do this because you will need to know what to do and how to handle it if it happens to you. And just to add a little emphasis to this message, I got sucker punched right before I went to record it. And it knocked me off course for about four hours. <laughs> I think there's something important in this message. Well, this is what happened two nights ago. We had just finished praying against open doors and uh, demonic interference. And it was a rather intense time of prayer. Also, curses were broken against us in retaliation for setting certain captives free. And Ezekiel had been told earlier in the day that he was going to be called into intercession so he wasn't feeling his greatest and he was lying down. Right after we had finished intercession all of a sudden he began to feel very strange and a numbness began at his feet and started going up his body overtaking all feeling and every part it passed through. He became panicked and was really in a state of agony and told me what was happening. I thought perhaps it was his heart, but his heart didn't hurt. Well, the numbness kept coming past his hips and his chest all the way to his elbows. And then it seemed to stop. I got together with with intercessors. We prayed and um, I felt that I needed to call an ambulance and I got a yes on that so I called an ambulance and we continued to pray and just before the ambulance got here he started to feel better because I had called um, the intercessors and sent out an email, a quick email that I thought that Ezekiel was dying and I really did because uh, he was obviously was a major attack on his body something was really, really wrong and I really believed that he was dying. If something didn't intervene or if God didn't intervene, that he was going to die. So everyone started praying. And the Holy Spirit revealed to someone it was an aneurysm in a spinal cord and had been sent by the enemy. Although I had already called an ambulance to have him transported to the hospital, but Jesus spoke to one of the intercessors and said, that wouldn't be necessary He was taking it away and repairing the damage. About three minutes later, feeling began to return to his arms and then his legs and his feet. His face and his eyes and ability to talk came back. By then the ambulance had arrived. I told them, I think he's going to be okay. Whatever it was has been resolved. But they asked if they could check him out and I wanted to see what his vitals were like so I said Yes. Turns out his blood oxygen was perfect, blood pressure perfect, blood sugar perfect, not a sign or symptom left in his body. All feeling had returned. But Jesus had told one of the intercessors that all his vitals would be perfect so they wouldn't pressure us into transporting him. I had already made up my mind that I wasn't going to disobey the Lord who told us not to transport him. Well, when all was said and done, I wondered how would we have handled this if the intercessors had not been present? And the Lord answered simply, Call on me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. You are mine. Just say, Jesus, save me, and I'll do the rest. Whether you say it out loud or in the spirit, Jesus, save me. Later it came out, that a spirit of death was in the room trying to take Ezekiel. But the Lord commanded it, Get your hands off my son. Give me back my son. You cannot have him. He's mine. At that point, everything began to return to normal. And we really, really wanted to understand why the Lord had allowed this attack. And it seemed that it was a supreme test in obedience as to whether or not to trust the medics or to trust the Lord, whether I was to go to the hospital or not. And Jesus began to explain that perilous times are coming upon the earth and obedience will be most important, even the difference between life and death, and that we had to make a choice, choose to be obedient to the known will of God or choose the way of the world that we were all at a crossroads and the Lord is calling us to a new level of obedience because a new level of opposition is coming if it's not already here. And I don't know if you follow Lana Vosser, but she truly is a prophetess. And she talked about that, talked about the attacks on the body, um, trying to take lives, you know, trying to kill people, serious, serious attacks all over the world. And we've certainly experienced more than our share of that. At this point, I couldn't remember everything from that night. So I said, Lord, will you please fill us in? Jesus began. One thing I want you to remember is to bless those who curse you. Immediately when you come to your senses and it is revealed to you the source, pray for them. Your prayers at that time are most powerful. I was not about to allow Ezekiel to die. I have much work for him to do. I am God and not subject to any man or spirit, and I make the decision about who will live and who will die, not you. There he was speaking of the demons and those who sent them. It is true that obedience was the main lesson, because truly if you had not obeyed and passed this test, You certainly wouldn't pass others, and I couldn't give you that work to do. So you did pass in flying colors, but as it is written, do not rejoice that the demons obey you. Rather, rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. I could not allow this to happen for many reasons, not the least of which is that you have been so faithful to serve me, Claire. I wish for you all to take this as a lesson in obedience. You may have no other recourse than me in that hour, and that is to your advantage. I will not allow the enemy to paralyze you into forgetting to call upon me. Although I am living in each and every one of you, I want you to ask in faith when you need a miracle. I indeed hold the keys to life and death. I indeed am able to repair an assault on a body. Is there anything too hard for me? No, the answer is emphatically, no. I rebuked death and snatched him up out of its jaws. My children, this is no time for being at ease. This is a time of proliferated evil and expanding satanic covenants. Now, more than ever, you need to be on guard prayed up and expecting an attack. Yes, I've given you a work to do. Yes, it is joyful, and it will be fruitful. But you, like Nehemiah, must work with sword in one hand and tool in the other. There will be numerous attacks on all of your lives, some severe, some only coming close and not touching you. And that scripture, by the way, is in Nehemiah 4 starting at verse 17. From that day on, half of my servants carried on the work, while half of them held the spears, the shields, the bows, and the breastplates, and the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. They were rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem, by the way. Those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand, doing the work, and the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built, while the trumpeter stood near me. So that's what the Lord is asking of us, guys. He's asking us to be armed and on guard as we work at the beautiful job he's given us to do. Jesus continued, The more committed you are to serving me, becoming humble and obedient, the more I can trust you with the more grace, the more fruit, and I might add, legions more of angels watching over you. Claire is in a teaching position, so what happens to her filters down to you as lessons. And that is as it should be. By the way, your prayers for her move mountains. And believe me, she has many mountains to overcome, not the least of which are human faults. Out in this world at this time with CERN releasing more and more blackness and children of this world growing up more and more in abusive families without a father the practice of black magic is growing more and more popular. It is seen as a way to protect yourself and get what you want. But the blindness of those that choose this path is something you've been called to counteract with my love. Many Many of these practitioners come from horrendously abusive families, doing things to their children too wicked to name. As a result, the spirit is broken. Demons of rejection, anger, bitterness, and hatred come in and make a home. Then they draw the soul into retaliation and venues for hurting others as they've been hurt. I want to counteract that. I want to heal them with my love. I indeed am their father, their brother and best friend. You must carry this light to dark places and convince them of who I am by your love and faithfulness. Then they can be delivered and healed. When you do these things, you will come under attack. But my protection will always be there to fight for you. It surely is no coincidence that you're being taught spiritual warfare as intensely as you are in this hour. This is quite deliberate on my part. You need these weapons. You need to reform your lives and hearts to receive my full protection from the enemy. Remember, if you are a light bearer, Satan will try to snuff you out. So in order to be a light bearer, Your hidden life must be as holy as what people see on the outside. This is a decision and commitment I'm calling all my people to make. My sons and daughters, when you come to serve the Lord, prepare yourselves for trials. And I looked that scripture up too, and it's in the um, New American Bible in Sirach. My son, when you come to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for trials. Be sincere. Trust God, and he will help you. Make straight your ways, and hope in him. I am bringing you from glory to glory, Jesus continued. Though you cannot see the glory around you, the devils can, and are taking notice, as well as action against you. But if you keep doors from opening, it will go well with you, and my protection will always be there. You do not have to commit to this war. I will still take you to heaven, but with heavy casualties. Better that you should take up your armor and arms and cast sin far from your lives and be prepared for the enemy attacks when you least expect them. I am with you in this, and I will not allow trials beyond your ability to endure. And that was the end of his message. And when I was looking up uh, the scripture in Sirach, he gave me this rhema. Because he clings to me, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he acknowledges my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in distress. I will deliver him and glorify him with length of days. I will gratify him and show him my salvation psalm 91:14